Welcome to the first chapter of More Than an Athlete. This is Chris King, and this is my world. And today being the first episode, I will start off with it being vulnerable. I started playing football when I was young. I didn't know the concept of football. I didn't understand how to play football. I didn't even know what football was. But my mother felt like it was a good decision to put me in there. I went through my first practices, and honestly, the start of it, I did not enjoy it. I was a little chunky kid who didn't even want to exercise and do anything. So the first time being told to go run, of course it made me upset. I remember I fell through my first two laps, and I fell pretty hard, and I said, Mom, I don't want to do this anymore. But she still encouraged me to keep going. So I stayed. I stayed through it. The coaches encouraged me to keep going, and I felt like, you know what? I can't go home. She's not going to take me home, so I might as well just go through it. Practice ends, and from one practice, I said, you know what? Let's go out another time. Two practices, three practices, four practices. That ended up turning into a whole season. So from a little chunky kid that didn't even play sports, that didn't even want to play sports, I just put in a whole season playing football. A single mother raising four children, me being the youngest with my brother and my two sisters, she literally made the impossible happen. And she still thought that it was best to put me in sports. Why? Because some kids in my area were getting connected with all the wrongs that was happening, you know, the gangs and the violence and stuff like that. I myself won't say that I portray I came from the hood because I didn't. I didn't come from the hood. I live in a safe environment, a safe neighborhood. But a couple blocks away, a couple, you know, places down, that's when the bad stuff was. So my mother kept me away from that. So I'm grateful for her. I'm glad that she put me in football. And from that first season, it made me feel wanted. That's all I ever wanted to feel. I had a void in me that needed to be fulfilled. I always felt like playing football would impress my father for him to come back, you know, because he wasn't there. But he didn't come back. It didn't impress him enough. But the coaches made me feel like I was wanted. The coaches made me feel like they cared. The coaches sat there and took me to practice. They took me to the game. They made sure that I had food after the game. Everything was just what I enjoyed, you know. And from that one season, it turned into two seasons and three seasons. And I was getting trophies, MVPs, you know, the best defensive player, if you know what defense is on the football field and stuff like that. And I really made a name for myself. I even got to travel to Florida, play teams from out of the state of being in New York. You know, because I was born in Brooklyn, raised in Queens, and I went to Florida, all the way to Florida. And, you know, we lost over there, but it was just the experience. That's what football did for me in my childhood. It was literally my way out. You know, it was like a, a, a therapeutic thing for me. You know, it was just my outlet from all the other stuff that I was dealing with, you know, just being home and not being able to have a father and, you know, just having to try to control my feelings and emotions because I was a very emotional kid because of that situation, because I was looking for guidance from a man that just wasn't there. And football allowed me to take all of that frustration, all of that pain, all the anger and stuff that I couldn't realize when I was young. I got to take it out on the field in front of the next person. You understand? And then from youth football, high school football comes by. I hit puberty. I gain a few more inches. I get a little skinnier. I wasn't a chunky kid anymore. I went to a school in, you know, uh, Queens, and that would be in Christ the King. I wasn't even recruited by that school. Those coaches didn't even know who I was. They came to one of my youth games recruiting my two other teammates, and I walked up to the coach like, yo, I want to come to your school, you know, in a respectful manner. I said, I want to come to your school. I want to come here. You know, I see my teammates coming here. And they didn't even know who I was, but they sat there and said, you know what, come check the school out. So we all go on a visit. The first practice comes by, and we're all there, and they're just looking at us. And, you know, us being going into our freshman year, we don't really know what to expect. But through that first practice, I realized my position. They dictated my position, and it was set in stone. I went to Christ the King, and that's why I attended for three years. But I would say my freshman season feels like it just went by in a blur. Like, 
it was a lot of growing pains. You know, I had to get used to my body. I wasn't that young, you know, little chunky kid who was playing youth football anymore. I was in high school. I was a freshman. I was a lot taller, faster, stronger, you know. So I had to learn a new position. I had new coaches that were a little more harsher and a little more aggressive. You know, I was with new teammates. Well, only two people that I, I played with since I was a little youngin, you know, and I had to build relationships with new people. But I would say it was okay. It was good. Like, it was a plus. I got to play football. It was still my outlet. It was still my way out. My mother was coming to my games. You know, we won, a, like, two, three games. We ended up losing the rest of the season. We didn't win in the playoffs. I hurt my knee, but I can't complain. Like, I still got to play. But my sophomore year is when I feel like, in the beginning, everything was feeling like it was falling apart for me, you know, because I couldn't play junior varsity on, as a sophomore. For some reason, my coaches felt like it was just best if they moved all of us up to varsity because they were lacking numbers. And I myself was doubting myself. I felt like I needed more time. I didn't have enough time to get bigger. I didn't have enough time to work out. I wasn't confident in myself. And it was just a lot of things that I was going through. And it was like, like, why is this happening? Everybody above me was a lot bigger, a lot stronger, a lot faster. And I'm just looking at myself like this kid who's around 6'1", 6'2", 185, two, or going, I think I was around 185, maybe two, pushing 200 pounds. And I'm like, I'm not ready. Like, I was not ready, you know. And we were told we were facing one of the top teams in the country at the time. So I'm like, this is crazy to me. You know, I had a junior going into his senior season, or I think he was a senior already, playing in front of me and I'm like I'm not gonna play like I have people above me I'm not gonna play like there's no reason for me to play there I started doubting like why am I even playing football why am I even doing this anymore like why is this happening you know and I was also going through <clears throat> my own phase of depression so that played a lot of a factor and why I wasn't okay you know that was my first experience in, of depression but that'll be on a future episode and how I explain how that happened you know but that played a factor in why I lacked so much confidence in myself you know but I had no other option. Like, I, my mother said, you know, you're here. You're here now. You're playing football for the school. Like, it doesn't matter. You have to play. So, I honestly, I had to just suck it up. Like, I had to just deal with it, you know. And a couple months down the line, we're going into our first game all the way in Baltimore facing St. Francis Academy. And my opportunity sparked by, like, I think it was, like, the grace of God. Like, I didn't even expect it, but it just happened, you know. So, we go in there and play that team. I'm not going to lie, we didn't even finish the game. They blew us out. But I played, like, a couple of two snaps, and I said, whoa, like, these kids is huge. Like, I'm looking at myself <clears throat> compared to them, and I'm just like, this is crazy. But the senior in front of me ended up getting hurt, and there wasn't really another person at that position to play. So they basically said, you know what, Chris King, you going into your first game as a, as a sophomore on varsity, like, you really don't got another option. So I'm sitting there like, I'm not ready for this. But I did not have any more options. Like, I had no choice but to deal with it. So I go into my first game, and I popped off. I ended up getting two sacks from the defensive end position. And that's just when I really built a name for myself. Everybody that really didn't know me, they knew me then. Then it was like, who's that kid? You know, I'm running down the sidelines, chasing people 40 yards down the field for tackles and stuff. And through that whole season, I was playing depressed. Like, my sophomore season, I was so depressed, like, it was crazy. Like, it was really crazy. I was going in every game depressed. Like, no one really knew what I was going through. Like, my mother, she saw those episodes, but she wasn't helping me. So, football was really my outlet. So, me getting that opportunity, I feel like, was one of the, like, God really helped me. Because if I didn't get that opportunity to play, I don't even know where I would be right now. Because that's how bad things were for me mentally. Like, it was so bad. And after that first game... 
The next game came. I popped off again. Third game, I'm just getting sacks, six sacks, seven sacks, 20-plus tackles, and I'm playing that whole season in my own head mentally, and no one knew what I was going through. And I, I tried to tell people, like, I'm not okay, but it didn't seem like it mattered. So I'm just playing football, honestly. I'm just out there, and I'm not playing there just to play. No, I'm playing for my mental sanity. Like, I'm taking everything I'm going through, putting it all on that field, and that's just when everything fell into place. From there, I got my first offer from the University of Temple, you know, and it was just a blessing from God. I'm like, wow, like, that hard work, even playing that season that way, it just paid off. And then going into my junior season, I'm 6'2", 6'3", now, about 230, and it's just like, I'm ready to go. Like, let's go. Let's do this. You feel me? I'm still a little depressed. Like, I'm, that's when my anxiety came out, too. Like, anxiety was a big factor in me also. I will get into that in further episodes. But not only was I dealing with depression, I was dealing with the anxiety from that, too. But I'm getting offers. I got Temple. I got Baylor. I got, you know, I got Virginia Tech, Virginia, Miami. I'm just stacking offers on stacking offers while my mental health is draining. But football-wise, I'm holding myself together because it's helping me stay alive. Football was a big factor in why I stayed alive. And my junior season was another big season for me. I had multiple sacks that year, almost going on 30-plus tackles. I was the captain on that team. Everybody followed me. Like, I had a vocal point on that team. People listened to me. Like, I sat there and was a big factor on the D-line. You know, everybody knew who I was. Everybody in the state knew who I was. Playing people, I had people trash-talking me in games and all of that stuff. And in my head, I'm like, bro, like, you sitting here trying to come at me, and I'm just playing with anger, like, I'm not even listening to what you're saying. I'm trying to dominate you because this is how I'm releasing everything that I'm going through. Like, I don't care what you're saying to me. Yeah, older notoriety was cool, but I was still humble through everything. Like, I didn't sit there and walk around cocky. I wasn't cocky. I was still lacking confidence. Even getting offers, it's just like, you know what? What can I do more? How can I continue to get more offers? What I just wanted to continue to work. All I knew was work. My mind was focused on work. That's all I knew because that's the only thing that kept me sane. You know, even though my outside world was going crazy, football kept me alive. And then COVID hit. And now you can only imagine how that made me feel having to be told, yeah, we can't play football no more. You know, I was after the season. You can't work out no more. You can't sit here and you you can't come to school like you got to stay home. And that played a big factor on my anxiety and my depression. Like I was home. Now, imagine somebody that's going through that mentally having to stay home and you can't go anywhere. You're on lockdown. Nobody trusts you being around anybody like you can't see anybody. You can't go into places like everything is closed. So I had to stay in that room and face myself just like I did my sophomore year, my freshman year when I was going through that. Like I was going home during those times, just sleeping in the dark like it was bad, like it was so bad. And then even doing that during COVID, like it was so bad. But I was still getting offers. Michigan State, Georgia Tech, like everybody talking to me, coaches talking to me. But I will say COVID also played a bad factor in my recruiting because I couldn't go anywhere on visit. So the coaches that wanted to see me, I couldn't see them. So they started following their own in-state recruits. So they forgot about the kid from New York and said, you know what, we're going to focus on the kids in Georgia, the kids in Michigan. So I couldn't even go to those schools anymore. I ended up committing to the university at Buffalo my junior season. Yes, I did. And I felt like it was my best option. You know, my brother went there. The coaches wanted me so bad. So I ended up choosing to go there. I had a whole commitment video. I'm going to Buffalo. Like, I'm ready to work. I talked to the class that was coming in. We were all cool, you know. And then New York State says, we're not playing football this season. So imagine how that also made me feel. 
I said, okay, you know what? A coach from a school in New Jersey, Paramus Catholic, he talks to me. We have your teammate here that you play youth football with. You know, two of your childhood friends are here, and we think that you can really help us play football in New Jersey because New Jersey at that time was playing football. When I tell you that's all I needed to hear, I said, you know what, let's go. Let's do it. Like, I want to play. I want to play my senior season. But the problem was convincing my mother to do that. She didn't believe in me. She was sitting there questioning me, like, why? Why do you want to leave? Why do you not want to do this? Why? Like, I don't understand. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. And I'm like, Mom, you got to believe me. Like, you got to believe in me that this is the right move for me. Like, I started investing into myself because I was depressed, because I was going through the anxiety and all of that crazy stuff. Like, I was sitting there desperate. Like, I had to play football. That was the only thing keeping me alive. Like, I had other reasons, but football was the main reason that was there for me, you know? Like, it was just, it was more than football. It wasn't even football anymore, you know? But, yes, I, I wanted to go to New Jersey and play with my teammates. So, I, I kept begging her. I'm like, Mom, you got to listen to me. You got to listen to me. I'm talking, I'm telling the coach, like, you got to talk to her. She was angry, but she says, you know what? This is what you want to do. Go ahead, and whatever happens, this is going to happen. So I go there. I go to the school in, you know, New Jersey, Paramus Catholic. My teammates are there. I go there to first practice. I look at everybody, and I come in there straight away. I'm a key vocal point. Like, I'm a, I'm a captain. They they put me in front of everybody, you know. Like, I was a star. I was a major person on that team. But even then, it just felt like I just didn't, I wasn't there to try to sit there and, you know, try to be cool with everybody. I just wanted to play football. Like, no one understood what I was dealing with. It was just football. Like, that's all I knew. That's all I wanted to do, like. That was it. That was the only thing I was focused on. Like, I didn't care who didn't like me. I didn't care who thought of me any differently. Like, yes, I was still going through my own mental problems that no one knew about. But I just wanted to play football. Like, that was it, you know. And my mother ended up coming around, and she saw that it was a good decision for me because when I left my old school and I texted them, like, Coach, like, I feel like I got to go. They wasn't sincere with me. They wasn't genuine. It was telling me everything that I was wrong for. Like, how could you do this? How could you sit here and do this to us? And that's when I realized, like, people that you really thought loved you, they don't love you. They don't care about you. Those same coaches that sat there and invested all of this stuff into you, when you sat here and you made a decision for yourself, they weren't happy for you. They they didn't know what I was going through, though. Like, I tried to tell them, but they didn't care. And then they come at me saying all of this, like, extra stuff, like, I'm so bad. But it's like, if only y'all knew what I was going through, you would understand why I was making this move for me. So time goes by. Season comes by. I'm playing football. Like, I'm frustrated because we're losing, but I'm over there playing football. You know, COVID season, didn't, there wasn't any football in my state. But I'm sitting there playing against some of the top talent in New Jersey, and I'm, I was dominating. Like, it was it was a little hard at first, but I, I grew into myself, and I was dominating, you know? And I had a good senior season. I did. We didn't really win any games, but it was worth it. Like, I, it was the first time that I sat there and invested into myself and believed in myself, and I did. So then time goes by. I graduate, all that stuff. You know, my mother tells me, I'm glad that you did that because those coaches at your old school showed me they didn't really love you. They only used you for what was benefiting for them. And the people at Paramus, like, they cared about me. They did. Like, they invested into me. I had fun going to that school, you know, and she was just supporting me after the fact, you know, but... Going into Buffalo, I didn't know what to expect. Like, I'm thinking college about to be, you know, I might have just going there. I already know they want to play me. Like, I'm, I'm already young, but I know I got to get bigger. But the coaches love me and this and that. Boom, the coaches leave. Those coaches leave. They all go to Kansas. So we get a new coaching staff. I, I can't leave. I can't choose to go anywhere else because I don't feel like I got any more options, you know. So we all try to get accustomed to the new coaching staff. We go there our first day, and I'm like, okay, this isn't going to be bad. 
When I tell you that first workout made me question everything, I said, oh my goodness. Our first workout was like, yeah, this is a whole different ball game. And I wasn't even ready because I couldn't really work out in New York. There wasn't any gyms open. There wasn't any places for me to go. Like, yeah, you can say you could do stuff in your room, but even then it just wasn't enough. And I'm watching people come from all of these different states that were able to kind of do stuff. And I'm like, I don't compare to them. Like, I'm still around 230, 240, and everybody else looks a lot like they looked to par and I didn't. I wasn't even in shape so that get, you can just think like all those workouts like I was sitting there I had to build my body back up everything that I lost from my junior year I had to build it all the back up because even my senior year like it just it wasn't enough once the season was over I couldn't work out anymore I didn't go back to school because I sat there and did everything online I didn't really work out when I was home because I couldn't do anything like everything was still locked up you know so I'm just over there trying to build everything back up and I'm just like man like this is crazy like it's crazy you know so as I'm doing that, those workouts are just hard. The coaches, my coach ain't like me. Like that man did not like me at all. He did not like me. He made it known he didn't like me. I knew since the first day he did not like me because he, he just, I could just see it in him. Like he just was not liking me. You know what? And I was still young. So of course it was going to be hard, you know, but like just certain things he said to me, like how he made me feel like it was just like, bro, I don't even want to be here no more. Like he thought he was a reason on why I feel like, the depression and anxiety that I had came back. You know, that's what made me start doubting myself because from summer bowl to the season, it's like, yeah, you're going to travel, but I'm traveling to stand there. He didn't want to play me. He found every excuse not to play me. They didn't want to play me. I wasn't playing. I was sitting there starting to question myself. My mental health was falling apart due to the school stuff and how overwhelming that was and then playing football and how overwhelming that was and with everything that was going on back home and with me mentally already, like, it was just so much. And I'm like, bro, like, what the, like, what's going on? Like, why is this happening again? You know, my coaching staff late leaving that recruited me there that said they were going to play me. Like, they, it basically felt like they lied to me. So I said, I'm not, I can't stay at Buffalo. I can't stay at Buffalo. There's no reason to stay at Buffalo. Like, this is not good for me. Like, my mental health is bad. School is not treating me too well. So, again, I made the decision to leave. And I don't want you to think, oh, yeah, when things get hard, no, he just leaves because I don't. I fight through everything because I stayed at my old school. I did. I only left because of COVID. This school, I couldn't stay because I knew staying there, it wasn't just fight through it. I knew I wasn't going to play, and I wasn't the only one that left. Half of my class left because they knew what was going through. Like, they were sitting there over there telling kids to leave. We don't want you here. Like, pack your stuff up and go. And I wasn't one of those kids, but I knew that's exactly how they felt about me. You know, I, I knew that's what my coach felt about me. So I did end up leaving, and I hit the transfer portal. And that was another way that I invested into myself. And again, my mother was not happy about it. She just wasn't happy. It's like, what are you doing? Like, why don't you stay? Like, why are you leaving? Or like, this and that, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Mom, I need you to trust me. She's like, I want to trust you, but I can't right now. Like, it's hard. Like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, Mom, I'm telling you, God got me. And he did. When I started doubting myself, like, man, what did I just do? I'm not about to go anywhere Monmouth University comes around from Monmouth University I get around three more offers you know I had some schools looking at me and stuff but Monmouth stood out more than everybody the coaches is texting me they're calling me they're checking on me they're sitting there making it known that they want me I go on a visit I commit on the spot and I just looked up to the sky and I'm like I thank God for it because I invested in myself once again and look where it got me you know and now I'm here at Monmouth as a sophomore going into my junior season who just had a season who flew by and started dominating before I got hurt like all of that started from football you know like of course being young I wish that my mother would have put me in different sports but I'm glad that it was football because football gave me the outlet you know like it could have been any other sport but I'm glad that I did play something she gave me the opportunity to play something because I can say if I didn't play football 
I don't know where I would be right now. I don't know what I would be doing. I don't even know if I would be alive. Like, if you really want me to be honest, that's how bad the mental stuff that I was going through was. It was that serious, you know, and I'll get into that during future episodes. I'm telling you, I'm going to talk about it, but that's really what it was. But the main thing is what I'm leaving off with. I realized I'm not just an athlete. Like, I always felt like my life was just football. It was football or nothing. You know, like, I have to play football. There's no other plan B. I got to go to the league. I got to pay back with my mom's. Like, I got to take care of her. I got to buy her house. Like, there's nothing else I want to do. Football is what invested in me. So I'm investing everything into it. And I just felt like I had to be invincible in certain moments. You know, like, I can't really show that I was weak, especially being a man in society. Like, it's hard to show that you're weak. It's hard. Every time I cried with my anxiety and depression, I cried in my room. I wasn't crying in school, but... I was going through it, but football, I had to be tough. Like, if somebody looked at me and said, what's wrong with you? I lied and said, I'm fine. Like, I knew I wasn't fine. My world was falling apart, but I'm not just an athlete. And there's something that people look at athletes and they say they got to be tough. They can't mess up. They can't do all of this stuff. But I can because I'm human. Like, I'm human. I go through the same emotions that you do. I feel the anxiety, the depression, the, the anger, the sadness, the frustration, the happy moments, the glad moments, but the breaking down moments and the panic attacks and all of that stuff, everything that you go through I face that's what I deal with you understand and I'm normal for it and I used to tell myself what's wrong with me like this is not normal like I'm a man like I play football I can't feel all of these emotions this is not normal but I realize it is normal it is it's normal to go through all of these things because I'm human and it doesn't matter how you look at me it doesn't because how you look at me is how you gonna look at everybody but I'm not just everybody I'm me like I go through the same things you go through to somebody that doesn't play sport I go through it I bear with you you know like I still go through everything still to this day anxiety depressive episodes you know like the suicidal stuff like I've gone through that too that was something I didn't mention I went through it too I still go through stuff like that and it's normal for me you know I'm not gonna sit here and say it's not normal it is and I've gotten help for it I'm getting help for it you know but there was a time where I felt like I didn't need help because what's the point of getting help for it I have to be okay but that was just the expectation that I felt like society had on me and I'm tired of living that way I'm just as normal as you are I am and I'm not gonna say anything otherwise than that it's not just about football anymore I can be everything but football I can do so many other things whatever I put my mind to I can do you know it's not just football or bus it's not just go to the league for those athletes out there that feel like they don't have a plan b or plan c no you gotta have a plan b or plan c because your sport's not gonna be there all the time it can be taken away from you in any second I just got hurt a season-ending injury had to get surgery like that shows you how real it is that your sport can be there one moment and then not there the next time you know so those people that say I gotta go to the league I don't have any other options no you have to have other options you can be so much more than your sport like my mother basically only telling me it's really football and putting in my head like I'm just a football player no I'm not I'm human I feel emotions I feel everything but I'm also I can do what I put my mind to I got so much stuff that I can do and I'm just I'm just here because of football and I'm so thankful that it's something that I've played but it's just made me realize like I'm so much more than it and that's why I come with this title more than an athlete because I'm not just an athlete I'm not just an athlete I'm a human I'm human and I'm normal and I just I'm thankful for all those that are listening to this everybody that's tuned into this I promise you like the episodes are just gonna keep stacking we're gonna keep coming up with content this is my world and I'm glad that right now you're living in it that you're tuned into this stuff we're gonna end the first episode on this note i love you guys thank you appreciate it